It's time for this week's Uplift. Three ordinary guys that want you to find the freedom that is available by knowing our Lord Jesus Christ. So sit back and enjoy Uplift, brought to you by the Fulcrum Center. Visit our site at thefulcrumcenter.org. So what do you guys think about growth? And I'm not talking like our pants size. Really, because I wasn't ready to say. <laughs> We've done a good job of growing our pants size tonight because we just had some delicious pepperoni rolls. <laughs> yeah. Yes, from Little Jardos. Yeah. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah, so that's kind of our like our new thing. Like when we sit down to record, we uh, we have a pepperoni roll and basically we talk about like, well, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> and, so we yep. come we come across a topic tonight that we want to talk about growth. And what does growth mean? And what does that mean uh, as far as churches and congregations hmm. and different uh, different ways to to do all those types of things uh, individually, congregations, uh, globally, whatever? Uh, so we're going to talk about all those things tonight. So I'm Chad McLeish. I'm Ian Thornton. I'm Phil Bliss. And welcome to Uplift. And we're going to uplift you <laughs> by talking about growth. Yeah. And maybe pepperoni rolls. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think it has a lot to do with experience. Because if you ask me about growth as a Christian, it's going to be different than if you ask Ian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't go to church as a child. Mm-hmm. But Ian did, right? Yes, I did. Okay. Yes. Did you, Chad? No. Okay, so you didn't either. So, uh. And then even between the two of us, it might be different. Because I see growth... When I talk about growth in a church, I don't necessarily think about, well, this week we had 50, next week we want to have 60, and by the end of the year we want to have 100. I don't think of it that way. I think of it as personal growth. Mm -hmm. But Mm. I think that's because of my experience, where someone who went to church their whole life may say growth is about getting more people and then you know you can add to that helping them to understand the lord and growing disciples that's what the methodist church their mission is is to make and mature disciples of christ right Mm. right that's their mission statement so they see growth as making disciples which yes i agree but making and maturing that's a key word there Mm -hmm. maturing Mm -hmm. you know that's where i'm coming from i guess is the maturing part Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> but you know, church um, for for years, and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll go back to um, Billy Graham, um, Billy Sunday, um, mm-hmm. all, all of these evangelists that that would go out and and invite people to know Christ and accept Christ as their Savior. Um, talk about uh, this the being saved from your sins. I mean, you know here. We are coming up on Easter and, and all, you know, and the mm-hmm. death of Christ on the cross and why that happened. And so there was this um, gathering of people in from an evangelical standpoint. Mm-hmm. And and so that was, oh, well, how, you know, man, look at all these people that came to the Colosseums and they came to the, you know, the arenas and, and those different places to, to hear about Christ. Mm-hmm. And and so that, that began to uh, redefine. Maybe if I can say it that way, redefine the term growth mm-hmm. and, and what did what did growth look like? And and so, um, you know, oftentimes it is. And, and, you know, and it doesn't matter if we're talking about churches or if we're talking about birthday parties. Mm-hmm. Well, how many kids came to your birthday party? You know, and how many and it's you know, and, and so much can become about numbers quickly mm-hmm. that there needs to be a personal stance 
There needs to be a guard that we don't focus on that. That that's the one thing that right, we can't right. look at that. Right. Um, it has to be greater than that. And and so that you know, Phil, what you were talking about gets back to Christ walking with the twelve. Mm-hmm. You know, preparing them because he was leaving, mm-hmm. and so he was going to take all of this and leave it in their hands. And I'm sure the angels were probably like, oh, Jesus, I'm not sure that this is the right thing to do is to leave this thing, you know, all this in these these 12 guys' hands. Because I'm sure, you know, God looks down to those three and goes, oh, my word, you know, what are we going to, what are these guys going to pull or what are they going to do? But at the same time, you know, Christ was really about building those disciples, Mm -hmm. maturing Mm -hmm. those disciples to do the work of the ministry that he was calling them to. That was the growth he was looking at. And those 12 grew into what we have today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, that's what he said to them. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And surely I'm with you until mm-hmm. the very end of the age. And they did. Yeah. They started out in Jerusalem. And then they, just like he said in Acts chapter 1, verse 6, first in Jerusalem, then in Judea, then in, in Samaria, and then to the very ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. And so I guess where I'm going with that is a church can start out as just a couple people and grow into a thousand people, and that's okay as long as the growth is because of a relationship with God. It's, it's worshiping God. It's not show and entertainment. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and where are those thousand people going what are they stepping into and and that's one of the things too that that, you know we've talked often here um in our church about it not being four walls Mm -hmm. that the impact of this church is felt outside of those four walls Mm -hmm. on on monday through saturday right you know and and that's growth and when people of the church come back and they start sharing about the things that are happening outside of the four walls and what's happening through their lives and other people who are being impacted then you can go, wow, man, our our church is on the move. It's it's growing. It's expanding. It's it's a living, breathing thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And the interesting thing about the disciples, there wasn't two and there wasn't 120. Right. It was 12. 12. You know, that's interesting. And then from there, it multiplied, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And, you know, in every situation, in every facet of life, you're going to have people that are a little further along on the journey than others Mm -hmm. and you know you take a thousand people you may have a lot that are very close to to the lord and then some that are just on the fringes but the thing is if you continue to teach and preach and not be a preach attainer you know that's new (laughs) (laughs) i like that term preach attainer i'm not a preach attainer um but if you continue to preach and teach and guide them then all of those thousand if they never grow beyond a thousand, as long as those thousand are all connected and worshiping God and trusting and understanding and knowing Him, then great. But if it's only ten, and the other nine hundred ninety are are far off, then what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if you have two or two thousand. I think what matters is you're not going to grow unless you are growing with God. Mm-hmm. The victory garden. The victory garden. I love it. Yes. I love that. 
spiritual substance. Mm. It's spiritual substance. So, yeah. like we were talking before before we we uh, uh, turned the camera on about all these different things and and just kind of brainstorming and and having a, a think session a little bit, just talking through it all. And we were talking about all kinds of different stuff in, in large congregations and super mega churches. And we were talking about small congregations and different styles of worship and different, you know, teachings. And, you know, there, there are some churches and there's some congregations that are very strongly gifted to teaching and learning mm -hmm. the Bible and, mm -hmm. and, and all those sorts of things. And then there's some that are very um, charismatic and uh, strong in worship and praise and all that sort of thing. And there's different churches that are, you know, have different strengths in those things. But the, the, the question that we ask uh, ourselves and of the, all these churches are, is there substance behind it? Is it, right. is it spiritually dr driven? You know, are they, do they have the relationship with the Lord you're talking about? And um, it's the blend is neat. So if you if you find yourself in a church that has a blend of all these things that, you know, they're very strong in, in teaching and shepherding, and they also are strong in worship and things like that, that that's an interesting mix. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, the mix of like, you know, tossing out a, a Christian, the popular Christian thing is evangelical, you know, the Billy mm -hmm. Graham's, the Billy Graham and the large numbers of people and whatever. It's, it's just... It's just a question of is there substance behind it, or like you say, is it just for show and numbers? Yeah, there's a church that became a mega church, and I'm not going to mention it, but people will probably figure out what I'm talking about if you've heard this story. Such a huge, incredible, powerful church because it was built upon one person. Mm. He was very charismatic. He was he really knew how to lead worship. He he was a decent teacher too. Mm -hmm but fell apart when he fell apart mm -hmm. because there was no substance right. with all the people. Mm -hmm. It was all about him and his growth and, and the people around him helping him to grow. And then when he fell into trouble and fell apart, that church doesn't exist anymore. And it was huge. Mm -hmm. And hmm. I've seen that where even small churches, you get a, a, a strong leader, whether it's the pastor or not, doesn't matter. It, I've seen churches that had strong leaders that were not the pastor but when they pass on or they move on, that church falls apart. Mm -hmm. That's why it's important that the growth be with the people mm -hmm. so that when one does fall away or fall or passes away or whatever it may be, mm -hmm. the others can be there to not only lift that person back up, mm -hmm. but to keep things going. Right, right. I have a serious question for you guys. Okay. You guys are both pastors, been pastoring. The... Do you feel a lot of times that there's too much emphasis or pressure put on the pastor to guide the church? Oh my gosh, yes. Okay. Yeah. But, so <laughs> what you're saying is that the congregation should uh, support the pastor, more or less. That, the, that the, the congregation is the church, and the pastor is basically the shepherd, the teacher. Mm -hmm. But the congregation should be strong enough to withstand yes. when there's pastoral changes, yes. like you you get, yes. you mentioned, that like if, yes. if a pastor would pass away, or if a pastor would move or leave or whatever, yes, because you know, like our church is in the middle of this transition. Mm -hmm. You know, we're transitioning pastors, and the Methodist churches do that a lot. So, Methodist 
churches change pastors every five to seven years on average. But there are some churches that, you know, they've had the same pastor for 30 some years. Mm -hmm. And I was just curious to see as from you, both of your standpoints as pastors, how do you feel about the congregations? What, what is the role of the congregation as far as supporting the pastor and being self-sustaining oh my that's a loaded question <laughs> why don't you answer that one <laughs> but it's a good one yeah you know it, it really is it really is a good one i think um i, I know for me <clears throat> that it is about at, at points um working myself out of a job yes that's perfect way to say it it's um that's perfect it's really just um creating an atmosphere to where uh, we are journeying together that, yes, um, I, I understand that the pastor is is the shepherd and therefore, you know, Scripture does talk about, you know, being held accountable and, mm -hmm. and to a higher standard and, and many of those different things. Um, but it's, it's about uh, training up people in the way they should go mm -hmm. and how God wants to work with them and develop them and so that they can go out and be what Scripture talks about, that we're all ministers. Mm -hmm. And right. so they can go into their field, and they can be the minister in their field. But yet they come back to the church on Sunday for um, encouragement, refreshment, um, to have questions answered, to be reminded of things. You know, we can't remember it all. Right. Um, but it, it's it's an opportunity for the pastor to, to share more information, um, give tangible uh, practical mm -hmm. ways to deal with, handle things, um, encourage the people to get into the scripture. I, I'm not the answer book, but we right. certainly can carry one in every Sunday. Right. 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 And and so, but yeah, as that role, um, and and too, it's like you know, the the pastor is not paid to go do the visitation, to go do, to go do, to go do, to go do. The, the pastor is really called by God to walk alongside the congregation to help them go do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I really like the way you said that. And the reason I responded when you asked that question, when I said, oh, my goodness, yes, is because I've seen too many times where, okay, like you said, this is the paid position. This is the guy with all the answers. What do we do? And, you know, as a new pastor, when I was – brand new, mm -hmm. I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And I really needed their support. And not saying that the churches I served didn't support me. I'm not saying that. But I didn't understand a lot of things. So you got to remember that pastors are people too. Mm -hmm. And they need to be taught. They need to be uplifted. Mm -hmm. They need supported and say, okay, you made a mistake. Okay, it's okay. You know, not like, oh, the pastor just made a mistake. You know, that sort of thing just doesn't work. It, it can harm someone. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess what I'm saying is Jesus always treated it like, you're my 12 disciples, yes. He's the Messiah, yes. But he got down in there. He he washed their feet, mm -hmm. okay? He didn't. He came to serve, not to be served. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes for all of us, mm -hmm. to serve and not be yes. served. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's Very not well just put. the pastor serving us. Mm -hmm. You can serve. 
Right. <laughs> I know, I'm going to say it. You can serve the pastor, too. But I don't, you know what I mean? In, in, in a, with <laughs> prayer. With, yes. With um, yes. encouragement. With right. many different things. Right. You know You know what I'm saying. It is. It did sound it, funny, though, right? No, but you. But it, it needs to be said. Yeah. It, it needs to be said. For, for a church to, and I'm going to get back to what we started with. For a church to grow. Yeah. Serving one another, just like what Phil said. Serving yeah. one another is proof of maturity. Yeah. And that's what we need to be seeing. Right. Um, and, you know, and at the same time, the leadership of the church needs to understand how to move that servant to serving one another along. Mm-hmm. I went to a church one time where they, the pastor had this idea that for Monday, Thursday, we're just going to wash everybody's feet. And not everybody was ready for that. Yeah. Not only did they have a small crowd, but even some of the people who came and didn't know that was happening were very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But there were a few people that you could tell they were ready. They had matured enough mm-hmm. that they were first in line. Mm-hmm. So you got to understand the whole temperature of the church. You're going to have people that are closer than others. And it's a really a delicate balancing act. And Jesus did this too, even with the 12. He had an inner circle. And then he had the ones that he would right. bring along. That's good. That's that good. He said, I, you know, I want to help you all grow, but, and I, I'm going to do some things with the inner circle. You're going to see me transfigured. But all the other ones, here, let me show you how we catch fish, you know, and things like that. So you got to understand not just the pastor, but the entire leadership of the church has to understand where we are, where we want to go, and then the pastor can help with how we're going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think oftentimes um, congregations watch their pastor serve, and they like it, and yeah. they like being served. But the whole time, the pastor's thinking, "I'm just modeling how to yes, serve." Exactly. Mm, yes. That's powerful. Yes. I'm just modeling how to Amen. serve. <laughs> yeah. You know, and 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 so. Yes. And, yeah, and and Phil, Phil, you you brought up a really good point about the transition of what the pastor's doing, so that the congregation catches it. And and there's so much um, communication mm-hmm. that has to go into that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it'd be like anything. It's in like in a business. So mm-hmm. you know, you, you have those employees and stuff, and the employees they at points, you know, they, they really want to be there and they want to do a good job right. um, and they want to do the right things. Mm-hmm. But sometimes leadership doesn't exactly communicate mm-hmm. that. Right. And and it's the same way in the church. And mm-hmm. and I think that's, you know, especially over the last several years, you know, this being the first church that I've pastored is, is to focus on that communication and doing things and explaining why we're doing things. And I'll show you, I'll do them with you. And now it's your turn. Mm-hmm. Kind mm-hmm. of thing, yeah, but yeah, yeah. And you guys have both done that with me individually. You guys mm-hmm. have both said, "Look, I'll show you how to do this next time. Call me if you have questions." Right? You know, right? <laughs> right. It's it's not like we're kicking you out the door. No, <laughs> right. But it's like you know, I, I think it's important that is a guy sitting in a pew, and and I think it's important for pastors to tell the people in the pew that what you guys just talked about. Hey, look, we're just showing you the way. We're mm-hmm. just we're just showing you the way to do it. It's up to you to do it. 
I'm empowering and helping you. Yes. I'm empowering and helping yes. you to do and minister and do mm-hmm. all the things that we're called to do. I'm not just up here, uh, you know, talking once a week to make you feel good. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Preach a tainer. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> I'm, you know, I think it's important. And I think a lot of pastors don't do that. Right. Right. I think yeah. that they don't. And, and so the people out in the congregation just they feel like well i'm going to listen to what he said then i'm going to sit here and 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 i'm going to see if i agree with what he said or if i if i like or don't like what he said or she said and it's like like you guys just said i think it's powerful what you both just said and explained here that's not what this is about yeah the pastor's not there to make you feel good right the pastor's there to, to show you in in the scriptures and and through your walk through your individual walks and experience how to go out and live your life monday through saturday right you know and how to walk and do right i think that's so powerful you know um the calling of a pastor from ephesians chapter 4 is just one of five yeah Mm. there's apostles prophets pastors teachers and evangelists Mm-hmm. Okay, we focus so much on pastors because that's what the tradition has created. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. much so that we've elevated them not only above the other four, mm-hmm. and some churches even discount two of them mm-hmm. completely altogether. Right. But it's never meant to be what we now see it as. A person can be a pastor and not serving a church. Oh, come on. Yeah, mm-hmm. not serving a church. I've always been pastors. <laughs> This is a three-week episode coming out right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> at least three weeks. <laughs> but it's good. Let's let, okay. It was it's just good. recently announced. For those who watch the show or listen mm. and may not know Absolutely. what's going on here, there it was just recently announced a transition in the church that the three of us attend, where Ian is stepping down at the end of April, mm-hmm. and I will be stepping in as the pastor of this church. But four years ago. I stepped down and Ian stepped in as pastor. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean on that day when he became pastor, I was no longer a pastor. That's not what it meant. Not at now, all. That's what a lot of people think because that's what the tradition teaches. Right. I was doing other things. I was always a pastor. I was just doing it a different way. I just happened to be going back into a church to, to serve, mm-hmm. whereas I was serving in other ways for right. four years. Right. And and that transition is happening again. Yeah. You're stepping in to yeah. the quote unquote traditional role as a pastor, and I'm stepping out of the traditional role and yeah. into what you've been doing for the last four years. Exactly. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. So I guess what I'm saying is if you feel a calling to be a pastor, doesn't mean you have to be in a church. If God wants you to be a pastor, there are ways you can be a pastor without speaking on every Sunday morning. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people too, you know, the the individuals, and this is kind of what we were talking about as far as the church is concerned and the congregants, is as they leave church on Sunday, they're going to step into their role on Monday. Mm -hmm. Right. And you know what? How many desks really are disguised as pulpits? Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's it right there. And it's just like, you know, the church is called to go out and to be and to do. Mm Mm-hmm. And the pastors walk alongside those people to help them to mm-hmm. uplift them and empower them and to help them go do those things. Right. 
right? They really are. Mm -hmm. And so there's some uh, a point of uniqueness too that you know, like for the last four years of, of what you've been, yeah. that's pretty unique. You know it, what? It is. But God's hand is on it. Absolutely, it you was. Know? Mm -hmm. And it helped me grow as a person and as a pastor. Right. Mm -hmm. I got. I broke out of that whole. This is what you got to do. What the world was teaching me when I knew. Uh, I knew I had I was going to be a pastor. I just I've known for a long time that yeah. God was calling me to do that. It's just been with part of my life for many years, and so I said, "Oh well, I guess it's what they do." But He broke me out of that, so now I can really be a pastor in the biblical sense and awesome. help people. Yeah, and I bet I bet there's pastors on YouTube who've never pastored beyond a pulpit in a building. Absolutely, and they have thousands of people following them. Absolutely, and they may be great. Yeah. yeah, they may be doing exactly what God wants them to do. Or they may that. not even be on YouTube. They just may be out among the right. People. That's oh, exactly the right. unsung heroes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that identity. You know, people have the identity of a pastoral role. Yeah. Oh, he's a pastor, and it kind of like people look at it differently. Mm -hmm. And it's like I think we need to. We're talking about break down the walls. Yes. We need to break down those walls. Absolutely. You know, yeah, because I mean, like in a given moment. There's people out there who may be, you know, a, an auto mechanic or a grocery clerk or, you know, a nurse in the hospital, whatever. Hmm. In that moment, they're a pastor. That's right. You know? Yeah. Think about the nurses in, in hospitals who are, are treating people at the end of their life and all oh, these yeah. sorts of things. Oh, gracious, yes. And praying over people and whatever. I mean, in that moment, guess what? You're a pastor. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but That's you know, the funny thing right. is, they'll never have the identity. Right. They'll never be the Ian or Phil with the title and the and the 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 plaque or the piece of paper or whatever. Yeah, it's the stole paper. the robe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I know. We're but that, but that nurse, if they're at that person, at the end of their life, who is ministering to them, absolutely praying over them with them, at, you know, at the end of their life. I know. And, you know, God chose them mm, right. to be there. God chose them to be there. Right. And that that is so honoring. You know, it's it just it's so such a beautiful picture that you know, I, I wish I wish people would just understand and see that out of all of the quote unquote pastors, those who have the titles mm -hmm. of all of those people that are in the world, you know, God chose them. Mm -hmm. to be there mm -hmm. and he wanted to speak through them and he wanted to to use them at those moments and that's that's a very special very 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 special thing between a child and their father mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. right and yeah. that's you want to talk about growth there's the first step yeah, yeah. isn't it mm -hmm. yeah accept who god has called you to be right and then go do yes mm -hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. that's good. Good stuff. That's growth. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about how many people feel like they are pastors, apostles, prophets, evangelists, whatever, and say, well, I, that's just not me because they don't have a church backing or they don't have a pulpit or they don't have whatever. You know, if you're going out and you're encouraging people to come to the Lord, you don't have to be on a street corner. You don't have to be on television. Maybe you're an evangelist. Maybe you're an apostle. It could be, you know, that's something you work out with God. Right. You know? Right. It's not what society says. It's what God says no. to you. Yeah. And when the kingdom of heaven puts the stamp on you, it doesn't matter what any right. man or organization or anyone says. 
you've got to follow his lead on that. You've mm. got to follow his lead on that. Absolutely. Mm. And it's that's the key because of the growth circle and this back to growth yeah. again. That's where you learn to prepare to do. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It really is. I mean, like you, you know, like you again. You guys have both taught me things, and I've learned from both of you in those situations. Because it's like, okay, I find myself in a situation where I've got to do. These guys aren't here with me mm-hmm. in this moment. So what do I do? Well, I do what they have talked about, you know. And, and that's interesting. I mean, that's that's growth. Yeah. And that's yeah. what we're all called yeah. to do. More, more and more, you know. There's more and more Christians all the time out there. There's more and more people turning to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be seeking, mm-hmm. they're going to be seeking the teaching, and they're going to be seeking right. growth. That's right. And that's why the church needs to be a victory garden. That's right. Yes, because you could be a teacher or a pastor or an evangelist that could help those people. Because if they're looking, and if they're not finding it, the enemy's going to move in and say, here, I'll show you the way. And it's going to, they're going to lead them right down the wrong path. Right. Mm-hmm. That's yep. exactly right. Yep. So we need to be out there. We need to grow ourselves so that we can get out there and put ourselves out there. It might be your spouse. And that may be your only person you're, you ever teach or preach to or prophesy yeah. to or mm-hmm. any of those things. Then let it be that one. It doesn't have to exactly. be glam- glamorous and grand. Mm-mm. Because in God's sight... That is glamorous. Yes. And in God's sight, that is grand because, because we're just being obedient yeah. to do what God has given us. Mm-hmm. That That's yeah. it. Just being obedient to take care of and to do what God's given us to do. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how, quote unquote, big. Doesn't matter how, quote unquote, small. Mm-hmm. God doesn't see the big and small. He right. sees the obedient. And that's what churches do. It is. I was at a church that had four people the first Sunday I was there. Mm. But those four people loved the Lord, and the Spirit was heavy upon them. Mm. Wow. It was amazing. And I needed that, too, being a brand-new pastor. I needed that. And then I go to another church that has 30 people, and they were. it was good. <laughs> it was good. Right? I don't want to say it because I yeah. think they're all passed on by now. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was different. It was just different. Let's put it that way, okay? Yeah. So it, what I'm getting at is, it can be small. I think in, it's in the book of Hebrews, I think, don't, don't forsake small beginnings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If God created it, I don't care how small it is. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody ever saw the coronavirus unless they looked under a microscope. That little thing killed a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Don't forsake something that's very small because yeah, it can be powerful. Right. Quality over quantity. Right. Yep. right. A small church can be more powerful than a big church. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Good word. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good word. Growth. Growth. So we started out talking about change, and we ended up talking about being a pastor. <laughs> 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 I mean, I, I certainly appreciate it, and I'm glad we went that way, and I think it was very good. But um, Well, the most important thing to me, uh, I think, that for pastors is what we talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, I think... Pastors need to communicate that to the, to the congregation, the yeah. people, and say, look, I'm not going to be here forever. You're not going to have people teaching you forever. you got to learn and absorb and, and be, yeah. and you got to do. Mm-hmm. That's our role as Christians. Absolutely. Yeah, put Absolutely. it out as, this is an expectation. 
This isn't a movie theater. No. <laughs> we're not here just to... We're not here to watch the actors on stage. Oh, that's good. <laughs> it's right. It's right. Yeah. It's it's a teaching. It's it a, really it's, is. It's, 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 it's personal growth. It's teaching and it's learning. It is. But it's not... There. There's an expiration date. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Where we, we... You know, at some point, we have to go and do. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you what that go and do is. God will tell you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you'll find out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's yep. good. Yep. All right, guys. Well, here we are. About that time. Yeah. It goes fast. Good it night. Does. It's a good, great discussion. Good yeah. night. Praise mm-hmm. the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Chad. Yeah, it was awesome. It was man. a good, good topic. Very good. I'd rather go that way than this way. <laughs> I know, right? I've done enough of that in my life. Because <laughs> I'm not growing this way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're all kind of. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's I great. had lost like five pounds and I looked today and I found them again. So uh, I, don't know, I must have just stuck them in the corner. And yeah. They left on again this morning or something. I'm going to stop stepping on that scale. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it uh, was quick, a great night. Yeah, it was. Quick program note. Um, we'll be back next week. I yep. think we're all going to be here. And then in two weeks, the um, 27th or uh, 28th. Yeah. 28th. Mm-hmm. The 28th. That's Thursday, right? Yep. Okay. There will be a, a special program. Um, I'm not going to tell you who it is, but uh, it's going to be very special. And so make sure you tune in on the 28th for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. Um, we're not sure what kind of fun, but it'll be fun. <laughs> You've got to watch. Yes. All right. So. Any closing thoughts? No, we'd love your topics. Yeah, you know, we always bring this up. We want we we welcome yes, your feedback. We welcome great. your topics. We're we're hungry for talking about the things that people want to hear. Absolutely, people want to be yeah. addressed. Mm-hmm. And even tonight, you know, tonight was it was a great question mm-hmm. that you had, Chad, towards pastors. You know, what if it's a question? What if you have a question for us and 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 what? we do or our lives and and how things work you know just mm-hmm. anything anything along those lines which we would love to hear from you mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. as chad said and I, I told him last week i said we've got to be careful saying that we'll tackle any subject well <laughs> we will but be nice to us chad will tackle any subject <laughs> i'm not afraid i'm not afraid phil phil threw one out there and he's like i bet you want to want to tackle this i was like i bet i would and i'll drag you two right to yeah it. i know right oh that's funny all right well we had too much fun tonight yeah it was it great was great yeah, it was. this is uplift this i know is uplift yes i feel uplift. uplifted absolutely i hope absolutely. you do too yep amen Good night. God bless.